Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Golf Screen Guild Theater. Director of the Golf Theater and your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everybody. Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies again welcome you to the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. And tonight, as usual, we have more of your favorite stars. Joan Crawford, Lou Ayers, Ronald Coleman, Montague Love, and, of course, Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. And incidentally, Ronnie Coleman is the subject of a mild rib today. It seems the day after he finished making the light that failed for Paramount, Ronnie was strolling in his garden when he heard an automobile horn blow at his gate, saw a car just like that of a friend of his, hopped over the fence, threw open the car door, and sat down. Then suddenly realized he was sitting right between two tourists. I, I don't know who was the more surprised, Ronnie or the visiting fireman. You know, both Joan Crawford and Lou Ayers have been working almost day and night the past week. Yet, yet both of them gave up what spare time they had in order to rehearse for their appearance here in the Gulf Theater tonight. That's because the Gulf Theater is really the star's own theater. For every single cent of the money that Gulf would ordinarily give to the stars who appear here is given instead to meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for those members of the picture industry who can no longer provide for themselves. And now the lights are beginning to dim, so on with the show. Tonight we bring you a play written by Leonard Spiegelgas and called None Shall Part Us. Our play opens in Paris. The month of September, the year 1937. It tells the story of four people. Sarah Farrington, played by Joan Crawford. Michael Farrington, who's Lou Ayers. Captain Alan Harcourt, personated by Ronald Coleman. And Sir George Pacman, played by Montague Love. It's early evening. And in a small cafe, we first meet Sarah and Michael. And now a stage manager, I called for lights. Music. Curtain. Your health, Mrs. Farrington. Oh, no, it's my turn to toast. Here's to the curé who married us. By the way, darling, did you notice he had tears in his eyes when we left? Mm-hmm. 
Well, the old boy wasn't crying over us. Those were tears of gratitude for the fee I slipped. Oh, Michael. That's a fact. Listen, that's my favorite song. Is that the love song from Ireland, please? Yes. Remember? None shall part us from each other. Look, let's get the car and, and drive up to Sacre Coeur. From there, we can look down on the whole of Paris. And we'll wave goodbye and drive on until a road sign says, Welcome to Italy or Algiers or, or Tibet or wherever we have to stop for gas. Then we'll... Hello, go... Farrington. What? Oh, oh, hello, Harcourt. I thought I'd find you in Paris. We just missed each other in Rome and Vienna. Yes, by only a few moments. What a pity. Well, you know me, always on the go. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't met my wife, Captain. Your wife? Yes, we were married this afternoon. Sarah, darling, this is a very old friend of mine, Captain Alan Harker. How do you do, Captain Harker? How do you do? Oh, haven't we met somewhere before? London, Sussex, Pacman House? Of course. You're Sir George Pacman's daughter. <laughs> you see, Sarah, you can't keep anything from Harker. He never forgets a face. Oh, for a moment I thought I might have made a very special impression. As a matter of fact, you did. Uh, I wonder if I might take your husband away for a few minutes. There's something important I'd like to discuss with him. You aren't by any chance referring to that business in London? That's right. I thought you'd know what it was. Oh, no business now, Michael. Please. You see, my, my wife and I were planning a sort of moratorium on everyday affairs. I hoped we could take the Dover boat tonight. We'd be in London tomorrow morning. The Dover boat tonight? London tomorrow? Oh, that's ridiculous, Captain Harcourt. Michael and I are driving up to Sacre-Cœur in the moonlight. And then on to Italy, Algiers, and Tibet. And we're never coming back to reality, are we, darling? doesn't seem to be holding us up, Mrs. Farrington. We should sight the coast in an hour. Oh, I wish we weren't going there. Why did you let Captain Harker talk you into it, Michael? Mm, the captain can be very persuasive. He practically never loses an argument. Tell me, when did you and Michael meet? <laughs> On Wednesday last. It was a whole week before we decided to get married. <laughs> One of the longest engagements on record. <laughs> Have you written your father the good news, Mrs. Farrington? No, I'm saving Michael for a surprise. A sort of look what I've brought back from Paris with me. <laughs> exactly. And I know he'll find Michael as charming as I do. I hope so. Oh, I, I'll be wearing a top hat to cover my uh, horns. I planned a cable, Father, when we knew where we were going, but I never thought it would be Dover. But I'll tell you what, darling. You give me ten minutes alone with Harcourt, and, and perhaps I, I can talk him out of this nonsense. All right. I'll go down and inspect our luxurious stateroom. I don't think anyone's been in it since Mary, Queen of Scots. Now, Harcourt, let's be ourselves. I suppose I should be flattered that they finally set you on my trail. Makes me almost an international crisis. When are you going to tell her, Farrington? You know I can't tell must be some other way. There's no other way. Then why didn't you come right out with it instead of pretending you were an old friend? Would you have liked me to? No. No, it's got to come from you. Uh, I'll admit to an occasional robbery, but you'll have to prove the murder. 
I know, I know, but there was murder, and you're going to hang for it. It's one thing to be a gentleman thief playing ducks and drakes with the police, but why get a girl, a girl like Sarah, into this mess? Uh, my luck failed me, that's all. I'd have been in the clear by now if it hadn't been for you. You'll have to tell her as soon as she comes back. All right. All right, Hawk. Let me have a cigarette, will you? There you are. Light? Please. You... You... This won't help you, Pennington. Let that gun drop or I'll break your arm. That's the ticket. Now stand over there. You can't get off the boat. I can if I dispose of you. My dear friend, Captain Harker, lost at sea. Most unfortunate. I couldn't stay away any longer. I just... Oh, Michael. What on earth are you doing with that gun? Gun? Oh, uh, it belongs to Harker. Oh, I hate guns. He was just showing it Don't to give me. it back. No, Sarah, well, I, uh... Before it goes off or something. Come on. Thank you, Pennington. Did you settle anything while I was away? No. No, darling. Parker seems absolutely set on our going to London. Seems I'm fated to be the villain, Mrs. Pennington. Well, I suppose we'll just have to make the best of it, won't we? Yes, I guess we will. Well, let's have a celebration anyway. Let's, let's celebrate Harker's unfailing good health. everywhere and done everything. I think we'll take a place near the sea. But we wouldn't want to stay there all the time, would we, Michael? Why, not with the whole world to stretch our legs in. More champagne, Hawker? No, thanks. I've had quite enough. Darling, you know, we haven't been fair to Hawker. Why? What do you mean? You know, he's never seen you in that blue dress. The one you were wearing the day we met. Makes your eyes as blue as the lakes at twilight. Then indeed you haven't been fair to me. Please put it on. Now? <laughs> but Michael is so late. I know, but somehow I, I want to remember this funny little cabin and, and you looking so beautiful everyone envied me. <laughs> All right, darling. I won't be long. If you and Captain Harkett will go up on deck. Sarah, yes? aren't you going to kiss me? Goodbye? I'll only be gone five minutes. You don't know how long five minutes can be. There. We'll meet you at the top of the stairs. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. After you, Harker. Well, there isn't much time for a compromise. Compromise? What kind of game are you playing now? Look, you're taking me back to hang. I can give you the same results with far less trouble. What are you talking about? I'm asking permission to die, but in my own way. You haven't that choice, neither have I. I'm not asking for myself, you know that. I would keep my wife out of it. Yes, I've already thought of that, but... 